0: We've been given a mission, you know, and and uh, it should make us really feel important. You know, God's given me a mission; I'm important in the kingdom. Amen. Praise God. And um, and it's important for us to not get diverted from what that is. And 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 I think sometimes I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on with this for a little bit more. I started on this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, on our mission, it's something that we're actually talking about with the men too. I think we got to talk about it. I think we got to keep focused on it. You know, um, so easy to drift. So so easy to kind of get going a little bit. You know, and <laughs> that's why it requires repentance. What's repentance? That's re- correcting the the course, right? So uh, an airplane is continually doing that. It's continually repenting. It's continually redirecting to make sure it's going to go to where it needs to go. Because it has winds blowing it this way. You know, it's got it's got things that are affecting it in different uh, ways. And so you have to keep redirecting that all the time. And we've been given a, a, um, a purpose, a mission in Christ that is very significant. Um, and so let's look at this. I, I believe it'll be good. He, God wants us to remain on task. If you get off task, it doesn't matter where you started. You're just, you're off, right? So I want to encourage us in this because God, uh, God has a specific thing that we're supposed to be going towards that we have to make sure that that's why we're doing things. That's why we're going there, okay? And so, John 17, 23, I'm just going to revisit this. Love the passion of Jesus and his, his prayer for us. Uh, <clears throat> I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one. And then this is always the key. This is the mission. That the world. Aren't you glad that that there's a John (laughs) 3.16? For God so loved what? He loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, you know what? That wasn't just Jesus' mission. It becomes our mission. We get in him. He just, you know, the prayer is that we can be one. So that the world will know. So it's not just enough for Jesus and the Father to be one. we got to be one with that too. So that becomes, the mission of Christ becomes our mission, becomes our goal. Now, every, what, what happened to Jesus on the earth? Everything he encountered, he had victory over, right? <laughs> Until he got to the cross and he had to submit himself to the cross. And there's going to be times when we might have to submit ourselves to something if it's, if it's the will of God. But we're not going to go there right, right now. But there needs to be this, this understanding that whatever, whatever victories I'm, I'm getting in Christ Aren't just for now, they're for a bigger purpose. They're, a, you know, I heard this said about um, about Elon. That he said everything I'm doing is so that we can go to Mars. So everything that he's he's working on it has a purpose. To, and I know we can say, well, that's kind of that's kind of foolish or whatnot. But but you know what? That's he's doing awesome, amazing stuff. Electric cars. You know these satellites. He's putting stuff up in the air, but that's he, that's not the end that he's going towards. The end that he go, is going towards is Mark. So there's so many, so many things that we have in Christ, and they're they're not the end. They're what we're going towards, and so we don't get diverted to them. We got to keep focused on what's what's before us. Okay, so that's what it is. He wants the world that, to know that Jesus was sent. Now, just that statement itself is why was he sent? <laughs> They're not just going to know that he was sent. They're going to know why yeah. that he came to save them. Yes. And how's that going to happen? That's going to happen when we take our place and are fulfilling that, right? And you have loved them as you've loved me. Okay, let's go to Matthew 28:19. So so what is our mission then? I like, I like how I made this phrase, okay? <laughs> we're supposed to invade. So when you think of a, a mission, you know, you're, you're going to go and you're going to occupy something. You're going to go invade the world with a real life Jesus experience. Isn't that good? That, that means we're supposed to go somewhere. And when we go there, it's an invasion of Jesus. <laughs> with, with the purpose What happens when somebody invades somewhere? They take their way of doing things. They take, you know, when we've invaded someplace, we'll just say this. When we've invaded someplace, it was for freedom. You know, there might be a different interpretation from another side of something. But from our standpoint, that's why we're doing it, is to bring freedom. Right? Uh, So let's read Matthew 28, 19. It says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. All right. And we understand that this was just to the few disciples that were on the earth at that time, right? No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I I I was baiting you. That's actually to everybody, isn't it? That's right. That's, that's to all of us. And so sometimes they think, well, does that mean I got I to gotta quit my job? I got to do something? You know what? Ministry is not up here. What I'm doing right now is not ministry. What I'm doing right now is preparing for ministry. Right? Equipping for ministry. And ministry happens. This is why, you know, I, I love that, that, that uh, scripture that says, and the glory of the Lord shall flood the earth. Now, that doesn't sound like he didn't say flood the church buildings. <laughs> he said flood the earth. How's that going to happen? It's going to happen through an invasion of a Jesus experience. People, all of us. And it becomes, man, I think, I think this is, is, is so necessary, especially in the church, yeah. is for us to understand that I am a minister yeah. right now. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I've been told to go. How does the military take it if they tell you to go and you say that's not for me? Especially if you've signed up. We've signed up for this. We said Jesus be my Lord, and He said, "Okay, go. I'm your Lord. Go." (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) And so, what's He expecting when He says go? He's expecting us to go, right? And, And to do what? To make disciples. And how do you make a disciple? <laughs> you invade them with Jesus. Yeah. They have an encounter with Jesus. Hunter and I were talking about this today, and you know, you can you can give people the information of how to do something, but if you really want to show them how to do it, you're going to have to spend some time with them. Right. They're going to have to look, they're going to have to encounter you yeah. if you're going to impart the uh, your information and the understanding. It's not just the information; it's the experience of you, right? So he says, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations." So what's that put upon us? I can't just be halfway in this. I'm going to have to be all in. I'm going to have to be uh, a follower, somebody that's that's uh, disciplined. That's I don't just I just can't waver at all. Yeah, right. But what is the purpose of this? What is the purpose of my life now? is to to make sure that I'm equipped for somebody else to follow me. The, uh, Paul said that. He said, follow me as I follow Christ, okay? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. (laughs) The teaching of those things has to be a reality in our life or it's not gonna be received. It's, you're not going to make a disciple uh, without being a disciple. That means you have to be completely sold out to this, right? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> observe all things that I've commanded you and lo, I'm with you always even to the end, end of the age. So what, what 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 we're doing this especially, this is a purpose that we've been given is to carry Jesus to the world. And, and it doesn't mean that we have to quit doing what we're doing. It's we... Experience Jesus continually. Yeah. Uh, he said that, and lo, I am with you yeah. always. So you, this isn't something we're doing on our own. That's right. We're just experiencing Jesus. Yeah. And if you experience Jesus, you can't help but share Jesus. He yeah. yeah. wow. changes who you are. Amen? Okay, I'm going to get into this a little bit deeper, though, because uh, <laughs> I want to be challenged in this. Yeah. I, th- I think God's always saying, you know what, let's, let's, let's see what we can Let's see what some tweaking we, we might do here, right? Yeah. I want to be tweaked. How many want to be tweaked? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we can start a new social media. Tweaker. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> let <not. laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So our mission has to have an objective, doesn't it? It has to have something we're going towards. And then you have to have the source of power for that thing and, and its direction. So you're going to have to have a strategy and a, and a power, uh, the, the energy, the unction that you're going to have to go with. And then you're going to have to have an environment where this takes place, okay? These are just some of the things that I want to look at tonight that, that, that go into this. So if we have this mission, it's going to require this. We're going to have to have a specific directive. We're going to have to have a source from, from which we're flowing from. We're not just doing this on our own. And then there's going to have to be an environment that this happens in. And these are three things I just want to look at here tonight, okay? So let's look at the source obtained where for what? Acts 1.8. But you shall receive what? Power so that you can have wonderful services and run around and laugh and then go home and not be changed at all. (laughs) No. what, What is the purpose for this power? What is the purpose? He's, become, he's come to be our helper to do what? Fulfill our mission. Not just to pat us on the back and say everything's going to be okay. Just stay the way you are. <laughs> right? He, he's given us power. All right? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and what is the purpose of that power? It's to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So this is what he told them. He said, "You're going to receive this power for this purpose. This is the source, isn't it? And this is the purpose. This is the uh, this is the objective, yeah. is to be a witness. The whole purpose. You know, I, I grew up in a, in a Pentecostal church, and sometimes I, I'm just I'm just letting you know. Sometimes I felt like the purpose was to encounter the Holy Spirit, yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 it was wonderful. Yeah. But uh, kind of like the whole." reason we come together so we can get up and we had an altar we had a wonderful altar with a padding on it so that you could you, you could cry on it and you could be comfortable and and you know and when you got done you felt like we did it this was it you know what i mean and really the whole purpose of that was to fulfill a directive an objective that, that we're about right okay so You'll receive the power for that reason. Now, I just want to go back and look at this real quick. (coughs) And I'll probably get to it a little bit more here. But this is something I've noticed since we've been reading in Acts. Anybody reading along with us in Acts? Uh, (coughs) Something I noticed is that the Holy Spirit doesn't show up in this power that he's promised in isolated instances. Do you see any examples of that? It's like, other than Paul, well, and he even had people around him, you know. Uh, but well, how did that usually happen? In fact, the resource, the source of power was always established in an environment of the church. Yeah, that's right. When the people came together, yes. that's when there was a reception, wasn't it? And what, what, the initial reception, what did he say? You're going to go, and you're going <laughs> to go up to this upper room. What was there? 120 of them, right? Mm-hmm. There was a purpose, and there still is. This is still the way the Holy Spirit works. Yeah. Now, he'll, he'll show himself you know, strong in somebody individually. But the, the mission to be accomplished is never going to be upon one person. It's going to be upon us collectively and so there's going to need to be an environment where this takes place that we submit ourselves to, right, in humility and say that I'm going to gain my strength from this. And there needs to be a demand upon us coming together. Well, God, I'm getting my strength from this. I'm not going to be so proud to think that I can just survive on my own. Amen? Amen. And there's no example of it from the New Testament where where people just survived on their own. There was this great dependence. Paul had this great, that's why he wrote the letters. Right? And all the time he's talking about how passionate he was. Every time I think about you, I pray for you. Because I know you need my prayers. See, there needs to be this understanding that it's not just about what I need from you. You need me too. Amen. And that's not a small thing. It's necessary, isn't it? So, if we have this mission, if this is, if these three parts that I'm just looking at here tonight are are necessary for that, then how are they going to be subverted? (laughs) How are we going to get waylaid on our mission? And this, you know, what this is, what the enemy wants to do, he wants to say, make a noise over here, get you diverted, get you focusing on something else. And a lot of times it's going to be me that he wants to get us focused on. Yep. Something about me that I need, yep. and you can end up never accomplishing your mission. I, you know, I thought about, I thought about this way. You know, we, we've talked last time about like a, a, seal, a seal team or something. You know, uh, they they're, they're very much about preparation. Yeah. I mean, they they spend years being prepared. But when it comes when they when they get prepared, they don't. Fuss and fidget over their toothpaste, and you know that when it comes time to go on the mission, yeah. there's one thing they're focusing on, yeah, that's true. they're already prepared yeah. now, they're going right? right, right? Okay, so I think sometimes, even in the church, we can get diverted from our main mission, yeah. and it, it might be something good. You know, we need to brush our teeth, but but maybe we're brushing our teeth for a purpose and we need to get past that and get victory and go do what we're supposed to do. Amen. Preaching to myself, okay? So what, what will happen if there's going to be, how is the mission impossible? So I kind of inverted that, right? Mission impossible, we're going to make it possible. But how does it become impossible for even God to accomplish his purpose, his mission through us is when our, we have a diverted directive, okay, or we have a disabled source, Man, I want to encourage us in this. Most of the time you see here in Acts, when something big takes place, it says, and and so-and-so full of the Holy Spirit. Do you know how we get full of the Holy Spirit? We draw on it. He doesn't just hit us with it. We want it, right? And we receive that. And and so it has to become something where this, this isn't just... I don't just, (laughs) wait. most of the time, big things happen before you're ready for them. I mean, before, you know, you're aware that they're going to happen. I shouldn't have said before you're ready, because my encouragement is that we should be ready, right? right? And we can be. We can walk in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. We can walk continually in the Spirit. Okay, now I need to keep going. So, So, uh, a diverted directive, a disabled source And a separated environment. This is what the enemy always wants to do. He wants to get us separated from the environment. Where we're going to get our strength. Where we're going to get our direction. And this world right now is full of church hurt people. That are separated from their source. And they're so worried about themselves. That there is no mission getting accomplished through them. (laughs) Okay. Man, I'm so glad... Pastor Kim told you about the amen thing. That's really fun. <laughs> okay, Second right. Corinthians 4, 8. Okay. Nothing we encounter becomes our focus. We're already overcome. It's already overcome in Christ. So here, here's where I want to kind of get to. And, and, and I, again, I've been talking about this already, but man, we've got to see this, don't we? So Second Corinthians 4, 8. We are hard pressed on every side. How many have ever experienced some hard pressing? Right? <laughs> Yet not crushed Now we might we might feel some crushing of our body. we might feel but who we are isn't getting crushed. Not if our source is the right place, right? Not if we haven't been diverted from our purpose. <laughs> we are perplexed but not in despair. There might be some things that we don't we can't figure out with our brains, but we know who we believe in and we're persuaded that he's able to keep us. Keep what we've committed to Him, Amen. <laughs> persecuted, but not forsaken. Don't you like that? <laughs> we see this in the in, in, in Acts here. They were persecuted a lot, but they didn't get focused on the persecution. Okay. Struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. <coughs> Man, I saw this a little bit different, kind of in the context of what we're talking about. <coughs> what happened in Jesus' body? Everything that we can encounter that could affect us in the natural, he took it upon himself and he died. He put it to death. He put its power to influence us to death. And now we can carry in our bodies right now the victory. No matter what we're going through. Now, what I want us to to see in this is this is already ours. That's why he said we're going through all these things, but we don't focus on them. We've already overcome them. In every case, we've already overcome them. In Christ, he already took those things on his body so that we can, in our bodies, we can be focused on our mission. Amen. Amen? Amen? We don't have to get caught up in these things, focusing on them. Okay? Okay. Let's go to Acts 4.18. Focus is uh, remains on a mission, not on bringing down threats. And this is something that I, I've noticed, that that all through Acts here, they don't ever do anything about the opposition do they? You know what I'm saying they don't have a, a prayer vigil that the uh, the persecutors will be crushed. They never take authority over uh, what what's being done in those now now what I was seeing in this is you know we've been given authority over spiritual powers, but we haven't been given authority over other people. So if, if they're submitting to something, we can't come against them. And they might be doing something against us. And, and here's, here's, here's the, the whole thing with this. is We, we, we have authority. We, we can affect things in the spirit. But is that our mission? Is that what Jesus gave us as, as a mission? Go into, the, into all the world and crush every threat that comes before you with the power that I give. No, what was the power given for? To be a witness, right? Can you see how deceptive this can become for us? If we get our focus on what the enemy's doing and feel like that's our mission all of a sudden, to bring down the enemy, we can miss out on doing what we're supposed to be doing. All right. Is this Is this good? I, I think it's helpful for us, and, and God help us to understand this. Help us to embrace this, right? Acts four eighteen. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. Remember what happened? This is where Peter raised the guy from uh, the, the lame guy up, and man, it made a commotion, right? And they didn't know what to do because it was so popular, such a big deal. And they they tried to imprison them. and said, "Well, there's too many people here, and so what are we going to do?" Right. And, they, and they, so they commanded him, don't you do this anymore. But Peter and John answered them and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Did they come against their persecutors? Did they try to bring them down? I don't ever see where that ever happened in the New Testament. I mean, they were, they were severely persecuted, and they never came against their persecutors. Right. That wasn't their mission. Yeah. Now, we'll see what they did instead. <laughs> because they had something to do that they were not going to be diverted from. And that's what they say right there. You know what? Whether you agree with us or not, we cannot be kept from our mission. Yeah. We've been empowered with a mission, and we're not going to stray from it in the least. Mm-hmm. Amen? Acts 8, 3. Uh, reaction to threats, a triggered mission. So what they what they did instead, they, they saw a threat and they said, oh boy, it's my chance to activate my mission. Mm-hmm. Mission impossible. How's that song go? All right. <laughs> it's time. To to do what I've come to do, right? And that is impossible if you get the focus in the right, wrong place. If you start trying to fight a battle that Jesus already won, we'll we'll look at this, okay? If you start trying to fight a battle that He's already won, you miss out on, on completing the one He's given you. He's already defeated the enemy. What has He not overcome yet? The will of people to receive him as Lord, right? That's what he came to do on the cross. That's what he's given. He's given us that same mission. He told us to go, right? And to do something that hasn't been done yet, winning the world. To not get diverted by things he's already overcome that we have authority over. It's not that we're not supposed to operate in that authority, but that's not our mission. That's not what we've been sent to accomplish, Now, it might get accomplished on the way. You know what I'm saying? It might not be something that that doesn't get done, but that's not the ultimate mission. And you have to be careful not to get focused on that, to let that become everything that you're about. Because you'll miss out on the mission. We're supposed to be winning souls. You know, there's some people on on social media, all they want to do is bicker about this and bicker about that. I'm saying, who's getting saved here? Is that your mission? Go you onto all social medias and see how many fights you can have. See how many people you can correct from their error. You know? Is that what we've been given? No, we've been given. <laughs> well, let me keep going. All right, are y'all good? Yes, okay. Acts 8.3. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. This sounds pretty perilous, doesn't it? And the church gathered together, and they took authority over what Saul was doing, and they made him not do it anymore. No, what did they do? Therefore, I like these therefores. it's like, oh, that's what that's what the enemy's doing? Well, therefore, this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word.. Whoa, that was their that was their response. Not to come against people, but to go out and share, do the mission that they were given to do. Amen? What would have happened if they would have got caught up with that? All these places that could have been ministered to would have missed out. But because they had the mission that they'd be, they heard what Jesus told them to do. They said, well, you might be coming against us, but we can't help it. We're on a mission here. And in him, it's possible. (laughs) All right. Dun, 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 dun. okay Acts 14 2 another example of this but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren was that today's? I think that might have been today therefore another therefore I like this so they got all this opposition they're, they're stirring all of these people up to be against them and they're actually going to force them out of the city eventually they're going to make so much uh, strife and so much division and, and, and you know they could have got focused on that they could have decided oh I guess this isn't working you know I guess we need to adjust our strategy we need to become a little more seeker friendly so we can make sure and include everybody in this no they said we have a mission right was that alright okay <laughs> keep saying amen all right. <laughs> therefore what did they do they stayed there a long time. This is an opportunity to remain, <laughs> right? <laughs> until they, until they, it got so bad that they, you know, they were gonna kill them, you know. And so they had to leave. Um, and I thought that was interesting too, that they didn't see that as a defeat. They just thought, okay, we'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But they never came against the opposition. That wasn't their focus, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who is bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. What does God hover over? Us coming against something or us proclaiming the gospel? He hovers over that with his grace. Oh, my I believe that's what's happening in our body. I believe that's the change that's going on <laughs> as people are, Are we have a mission to accomplish and we get focused on that, lifting up Jesus, magnifying who he is. Amen. And even right now, I believe God's hovering over us with grace to impart manifestations of his presence that we will never accomplish if we get diverted, if we get to focus in on something else. Okay. All right. Satan is already defeated. Hearts remain to be won. So Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them yeah. in it. Amen? He's already defeated the enemy. Yeah. The source of what we're against. You know what? He's still the ruler of of. of the world. <laughs> He's still the ruler of darkness in the world. And we're not going to defeat him until the end. Jesus is going to come and defeat him forever. So it, no matter how much we pray, we're not going to get rid of the devil. <laughs> now, we can affect people. How do we affect people's heart change? We affect that by doing our mission. Amen? And there will always be, this is something I saw, is that when people have embraced unbelief, it doesn't matter how much proof you give them, they're going to dig in their heels, and it won't just be a resistance, it'll be a defiance with, with threats. This is always how it happens. I mean, it's going on in our country right now. They, they don't, it's not enough for them to just be in opposition to us. They want to take us out. And, and so this, I believe this message is so timely for us right now because we can't get caught up in coming against them. Yes, that's good. Amen. Yeah, that's good. They're precious people that are deceived. Yeah. What is our mission? To proclaim the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And to remain full of the Holy Spirit. So we're not just doing it because we're told to do it. Yeah. We're doing it from a resource. Okay. It's already ours by faith versus contending for it, okay? Second Corinthians one twenty. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So there's things that we've already been given in Christ that we can just lay hold of by faith. We don't have to labor over them. We don't have to let them become our focus. Things that are already ours, things that he's already won. It's like, that's like uh, Paul's prayer in Ephesians. He said, I pray that you get revelation of what you already have so that you can stand up and complete your mission without being focused on what you've already have. (laughs) Why be focused on what you already have? It keeps you from, and again, it's like the SEAL team. You're already prepared. Go. Amen? And if there's something you're dealing with, you're threatened on this side, on that side, crushed. No, you stand in faith. Say, no, I've already been, I've already won. Jesus bore that in his body for me yes. so that I can carry it in victory while I'm doing my mission. That's what enabled Paul to do what he did. In the same chapter, he got stoned. And what did he do? He didn't moan about getting stoned. He got up and went right on back because he, he, he didn't identify with the persecution. He didn't let that become his focus. He didn't say, boy, I got to get take these guys out somehow. All right? He said, I'm victorious for a purpose. And he got up and he just said, I got to go back to my mission. Right. He didn't even recover for a while. He said, boy, that was rough. I better take a couple weeks off. He got right back in, didn't he? Right. Cast down strongholds of thought that divert from the mission. So I was thinking, you know, what, what do we cast down? What do we take authority over? Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah, that's good. Right? And what are those thoughts? Those thoughts... Rise up to cause us to be diverted from our mission. Right. <laughs> We're keeping this about mission, right? They, they cause us to be diverted from our mission. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds. Mm-hmm. Now, it it it's, it doesn't talk about people at all, does it? Mm-hmm. Doesn't talk about spiritual forces. Talk about strongholds in our mind. Right? Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And what is the knowledge of God? What is the knowledge that we've looked at here tonight? What is the knowledge of Him? Well, He told me to go. So there's gonna be thoughts that come that wanna divert me. No, you need to start focusing on this thing. Mm -hmm. And again, we need victory in every part of our life, but should that be our focus? There should be, when we're, when we're full of the Holy Spirit, there should be an ability to stand in faith on something yeah, while we're advancing <laughs> to our mission. Amen? Yeah. Casting down arguments, every high thing that is all against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought, yeah. every thought into captivity. This is where we have authority. This is where we can we can take care of those things. Yes. We can just take care of those thoughts yes. yeah. on the way to our mission. Amen. Yeah. We're seeing them as diversions. Yeah. Seeing them for what they are. So good. Amen? Right. Okay. Threats don't get focused. Uh, they're, they're only a trigger. Let me hit this one one more. Now, look on, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word. What was, this is another trigger response. Yeah. Amen. What should, when our mission gets in the right place, we just can't help but release it. And when, the, when there's threats coming against us, it, it, this goes back to chapter four where they, they were told to not do this anymore. And what, what was their prayer unto God? God, take those people out, please, so that we don't have to deal with them anymore. So that we don't have to get stoned in the next verses coming up. No. He said, now, grant us even greater boldness so that we can fulfill our mission effectively. Amen? By stretching out your hand to heal... And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Oh, they understood that what they were doing when they they were getting back up from being stoned when they're, when they're saying, uh, grant us boldness. They were saying, grant us boldness for Jesus to show up through us. Yeah. Because they had this conviction. They said, and lo, I am with you always. What does that mean? That means when I show up, Jesus is showing up, right? Because that's what they said. It, it, that these things will be done by your holy uh, servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the, pl- the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Don't you like that? Yeah. You know what? I think the, I think the Holy Spirit is, is hovering over us, ready, ready <laughs> waiting for us yeah. to get our focus in the right place. So that the, the filling will be for a purpose. Amen? He's equipping us. And you know, there, there needs to be this removal of I'm not capable. This this removal of, of that's for somebody else. Just the way we are right now. He said, I've made you a minister of reconciliation. But there needs to be a, an adjustment of your directive amen okay for strength and love can can you hold on just a couple more for strength and love must be together so hebrews here talks about um we need to be together so there's the the necessity is the environment we're in we have to be strengthened together we're not going to be alone it's not going to be able to it's not going to be possible for us to be alone you can go through these if you like but we have to exhort one another we have to encourage man this is happening isn't it I declare it over us. It's happening with our men. It's happening with our women. It's happening with our young people. Amen? That we are, this isn't just a social thing that we're being lifted up in. There's a spiritual thing that's taking place. It's an infusion of power with a purpose. Okay. Okay, we have to stay on task for the mission set before us. Therefore, we also... Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let, let's lay aside every weight. So here's, here's the other thing that can cause us to be diverted. Is sin in our life. It will cause us to have an identity. That doesn't coincide with representing Jesus. So there has to be a removal of those things. But that comes by the Holy Spirit. You know we don't have to. Condemnation is not going to fix sin. Identification is going to fix sin. And you get closer to him, you 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 get full of the Holy Spirit, and you can't help for those things to be lost, right? Yeah, yeah. Sins that so easily beset us. And then what do we do? We look unto Jesus, the author, yeah. the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and to sit down at the right hand of the Father. What was his mission? It was us, wasn't it? It was, it was something so much bigger. So what did he, he, he had to deny all those things that would divert him from going to his mission. See, he, he despised the shame. He despised those other things he could have gotten focused on. He could have got all down about how nobody wants to follow me anymore. He could have you know, got focused. He, he could have called 10,000 angels to come down and, and, and slaughter the people that were putting stripes on him. He didn't do any of those things because he kept his eye on the mission. He said and, and he said, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to look unto Jesus as our example that we don't get our eye off the mission. Yeah. We keep focused on what we're supposed to be going towards. Right. And it allows, and everything else that, that we're going through is not going to become a big deal to us. Right. Right. If if we need to deal with it, we'll deal with it by faith. Yeah. There's a yes that already has come with regard to that. And we just say yes and we go on. Well, yeah. Amen? It doesn't crush us. It doesn't defeat us. We're kept on on task, yeah. right? Fixated on the prize prize. Of a fulfilled mission like that of Christ. And I like this in Philippians and, and, and this becomes our mission. This isn't something where we say, well, I've been in the church all this time and now I'm already I already got that part down. No. <laughs> and Paul says, I've been doing this my whole life since I met Jesus on the road, and now I can't, I can't get this out of my system. I just got to keep pressing towards this thing. It's a mark that I'm headed towards. And it's a higher calling. It's something that, that that's going to take us up in the end. But it's something that I must fulfill on this earth, yeah. and we don't have much time left. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, that that was that. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things that, that is a big diversion. Is I've got time procrastination, that's right. and, and that's that's the thing. When it comes to missions, the timing is everything. You have to be on, you have to do it when it's it's designed to be done. And, and you know there's a scripture that says today is the day of salvation. Right? We gotta do this today. We gotta get on on task doing this today. We don't have any more time to wait. We can't wait any longer. We got we must be about our father's business. Amen. So so it's gonna require not getting diverted from the mission itself, staying full of the Holy Spirit. And I encourage us in this, you know, to go deeper in this relationship in the Holy Spirit. Jesus has to be real to us. You can't make a disciple if you're not being discipled yourself. And and that discipling ourselves is going to come directly by the Holy Spirit. We're going to encounter Jesus. Don't you like singing these songs tonight? You know, uh, about his love for us how he's pursuing us with his love. But there needs to be this this progressive revelation of the presence of Jesus that doesn't get less, it it gets more. And the biggest thing the Holy Spirit's come to help us with, he's gonna help us fulfill a mission, but requisite to that is knowing Jesus so that he becomes our source. So much of the, of the Christian world is trying to accomplish something yeah. by strategies yes. and, and by methods yeah. and by analyzing things and demographics and a lot of things. And uh, there, there might be a lot of people showing up, but you know what the, the scripture says about the way <laughs> that leads to destruction is, is pretty wide. And the other part is narrow. Narrow. To really know Him is—it might not be as popular as everybody else, but we're going to have to set ourselves apart unto Him, Amen. And then we cannot abandon coming together, Amen. We have to see the value in this. This is how the Holy Spirit operates. What we're doing when we come together and pray—what we come, man—what we experienced here Sunday—it was just—it was precious, Amen. And we need to, to magnify the working of the Holy Spirit when we come together. Not put it down. Not make it like it wasn't anything. That's right, yeah. right, amen. Magnify what God's yes. doing. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen? So good. Awesome. You know, when, when, when we just to honor him in this place, you know, there's, we used to sing, Magnify the Lord with me. Bless the Lamb of Calvary. Well, what are we doing when we're, when we're magnifying him? And it requires coming together for this to take place. We're letting him be, be exalted, yeah. letting him be big. Yeah, so and this, there is, the mission is impossible yeah. if we're not gathered together. Wow, Some assembly is required, right? Yeah. Yes. And we're, we're humble and we're submissive to this way that God has made for us. Mm-hmm. Praise God.